Hey, everybody, and welcome in. It's the Poor Man Fantasy Football League podcast. We're the fantasy football show that gives you a peek inside the life and times of our Dynasty League. I'm your host, Mike, and with me, as always, is my friend, Andrew. And this week, we are continuing our part three series of Get to Know Your League Mate. And this week is a special guest and co-manager, Corey Bittner, a.k.a. Bittner Steel. Corey, welcome to the show. How's it going, poor man? We are doing great. How is life over in the RPG Podcast Network? Oh, it's going pretty good. Yeah, we've, uh, you know, we launched a couple new leagues and uh, mm -hmm. we have a Twitter now, which is kind of wild because I hate Twitter, but I was convinced to do one. And so now we have one. I, I know the feeling. We have a Twitter as well. We're really, I just post when we post yeah. um, mm -hmm. weekly podcasts. Uh, I don't do a lot of engagement on there. I'm not a Twitter user, but we still have one because apparently that's something you need to have. Apparently, yeah. Yes. So that that's been interesting, and uh, yeah, starting to do starting to do the rookie drafts too in the RPG league. Yeah. Uh, directly after the NFL draft is when we started that up. So we have like 20 drafts going all at once right now. It's kind of chaotic, but it's a lot of fun. Oh, wow. I, I can imagine. I'm in the RPG Warlocks, which thankfully you you set as a slow burn. Mm. So we're we just made it through the first uh, 12 picks. We're now into round two, and um, some interesting selections for me that I've seen so far. Anything surprised you? <laughs> to be honest, I haven't been paying much attention because I didn't have a first or second. I'm pretty sure. In that oh, league. okay. Okay. So, so you're I've just like, kind of, uh, up. <laughs> yeah, I, I messed okay. that team up real good, man. Um, that was one of the, one of the four first RPG leagues. And so when we started that up, I just, I really didn't know what I was doing. I traded away like Christian McCaffrey and Travis Kelsey well before I should have. And now I am uh, paying the price. Ooh, obviously you didn't get, some great value for it no not the best uh probably could have done a little better honestly could have probably just kept both guys and been in pretty good shape but oh, say la vie. okay say la vie indeed yeah, you, you gamble once in a while yep mm -hmm. you got to take your shot that's just it you've got to take your shot yeah definitely uh at least in that league i got trevor lawrence you know kind of uh as the anchor there as a build. Uh, yeah ken walker still there everything else past that is kind of Ooh, are you okay? Jumping ahead a little bit, you got Kenneth Walker. Are you afraid of Zach Charbonnet? Um, not really. Um, I think Zach Charbonnet may steal a touchdown or two. Um, I definitely think he'll get some passing work, but that wasn't really what Ken Walker does anyway for the most part. He wasn't getting a ton right. of reception. So I think Zach Charbonnet comes in there as the uh, receiving back, and you know that'll be great for his standalone value, but I don't think it necessarily eats into – a lot of Ken Walker stuff. I'm okay. stoked to have him as a Seahawks fan. Let me tell you that. Stoked to have Yeah, no him. kidding. It really strengthens your backfield. It does. It does. We have a really strong backfield now. Uh, going alongside them is uh, Kenny McIntosh, who I know we got him in the seventh round, but you know he's still a Georgia Bulldog and champion. So excited to have him too. Right on. Okay, well, um, let's uh, let's jump back to the beginning of the top of the show here. Oh, yeah. It is Wednesday night, uh, May twenty third or May third of twenty twenty three. Uh, Corey, we invited you on the show well, mainly because you are a co host on Donnie's team, um, more of a more of a viewing guest, not an active manager, correct? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I don't. Uh, like, I don't really participate in his hair ba hair schemes at all. He kind of does. No, kind of does him, and I just kind of sit back and watch. Yeah, kind of like how Evan doesn't actively manage in my team, but he's the co-manager and the guest next week. 
Oh, cool. Nice. Okay. All right. So this week we are following the the draft, but before we talk about any of that, there is some football news. I'm going to say lame football news, and I'm going to kick, kick it off with Randall Cobb signs with the Jets on a one-year deal. Yeah. This is just <laughs> let 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 the man go out to pasture. Be done. <laughs> yeah, man. I think he might be a. Maybe just Rogers like trading camp buddy, and then let him sail off into the sunset. Yeah, like go get me a beer, go make me a sandwich. <laughs> yep, if he uh, if he needs his uh, skim milk latte, go out and send Randall yeah. Cobb. But or or it might be a situation where he tells Cobb, "Go get those rookies in check. Mm-hmm. I don't like pl- I don't like playing with these young guys. Go go teach them how to play properly." Yeah. Oh, he's grooming him as a wide receivers coach. Yeah, you go talk to them. I don't want to. You go tell them what I want. Yeah, you tell them how to get out open for me. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's um. In in related news, Jordan Love got a contract extension yeah. that pays him less than what he was getting paid. Yes, I think he gets technically now more guaranteed. Um, but less less overall. Um, I think so it's I think... the other way. It's the other way around. Oh, is it okay? Well, yeah. I, so yeah. they they gave him an ex- a one year extension where he gets paid less, but has a higher ceiling. Okay, I mean, sort of makes sense in a way that like, we're going to incent you. We're going to pay you some big yeah. money if you perform. If you don't, then you just make this little bit here. Right, and right. that's that's a smart move on the Packers on the Packers front. Um, you know, he's had what maybe six or seven snaps in the three years he's been there, so nobody knows what he's going to be like. So go out perform. We will pay you less as a guarantee, but if you ball out, you got a chance to make a ton of money. So that's smart on the Packers on the Packers front to sure. say it's really good for the Packers. Yeah, they can walk away from him now. Yes, yeah. essentially. Yep. Hey, you perform, kid. We pay you, and you're now eligible for a much longer, bigger extension. Yeah. You underperform, and we didn't lose anything in, in cutting you. Because really, what what is their what is their alternative to love right now? Their their eggs are all in one basket. Drafting somebody next year. Yeah. So they're they're all in this year on him. If he goes down, what have they got? I don't even know I who the backup know. is. You got to imagine if Love doesn't perform too, that uh, the GM might not have a job because yeah. Love kind of started the whole Rodgers fiasco. And if they just didn't take Love, they probably would still have Aaron Rodgers on their team. Yeah, you're you're 100 right. Um, and you know, it's probably a real short leash. If they go 0 and 4, 0 and 5, the GM may be gone. Yeah, yeah, it's all it's all. It's all very volatile in Green yes. Bay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, any other? But, got, uh, but, the, but realistically, though, they've got such a, a a young offensive team that if that team gels together, like if they all f- find like a common chemistry and they gel, uh, they might surprise some teams. I, there's no they're they're gonna end up blast in that division, I think. Either way, but they might surprise a. Uh, a Philadelphia and maybe not beat them, but give them a run for their money. You know, give uh, Minnesota a run for their money. Give San Francisco a run for their money games here and there. 
where they, they could have flashes of 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 really good. Um, so if, if the team gels, I mean, you look at the the Lions, Mike. Mm-hmm. The last couple of years, they they went younger. They went younger uh, outside their quarterback, um, and the team is gelling, and they're all buying into that 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 lunch pail mentality. But they and- overhauled the entire management structure. They brought True. in a brand new GM. They brought in a brand new coach, and they started from the ground up. Green Bay hasn't done that. They're they're still yeah. hanging on to an old legacy. Yes, yes, and I think that was because of Rogers. Hey, we gotta we gotta keep Rogers happy, so we need to keep some of this old legacy crap around. Um, and now the Jets are all signing all this old legacy crap, but you know, uh, are they going to sign his his whole offensive line as well? You know. It's 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 crazy there, but you know I I could see over the next couple of years them getting back up to a respectable team, building up with some of these young guys. And I'm yeah. not a Packer fan, so no, I, I think that that has some truth to it. Um, if like say say they have a bad year this year, which I think is pretty likely. I mean, Love needs to acclimate to a full starting role and they don't really have a lot there besides Christian Watson and uh, Aaron Jones, who's about to start using a cane. Um, so, I mean, what we tank one year and then maybe they go out and get like a Marvin Harrison next year. And suddenly it's wheels up for Jordan Love and the Packers. Yeah. If he performs, yeah. Like if he, if he performs even, even mediocrely, right. Like, you know, then they maybe they don't have to go out and get a quarterback. They could get a top wide receiver and then it's hey, let's see what we get from there. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, any other news? Lamar got his big deal finally. We can put that one to bed. Yeah. Um, I can't think of really anything else that's relevant at this point. Some fifth-year so, options were picked you know, up. Uh, just surprising that you know some of those wide re- uh, running backs are still, you know, haven't been uh, picked up or or signed or you haven't heard any more news about, you know, Hunt and, and Elliot. Um, really it's, I'm surprised after the draft, you didn't hear anything where, Hey, we didn't get our running back that we wanted. So now maybe we're going to be interested in those guys, but maybe closer to camp. Uh, it's, it's rough waters out there for running backs right now, guys. Like their value is, is plummeting. If you're not a young elite guy, then I think we're going to see a lot of this, a lot of, Ezekiel Elliott's a lot of Dalvin Cook. Will he, won't he be traded? Kareem Hunt, I mean, unless he's willing to go to a place for like a million, two million dollars on a one-year deal, he might not have a place to go. We might looking at new Kareem Hunt starting running back for the Seattle Sea Dragons, XFL. Woo. Oh. But but you you know what you're you're uh, I think you're totally right that unless you were a young stud who is gonna be able to get you 20 touchdowns and 1600 yards your value isn't going to be there and it's you're going to have to start signing you know a one or two year contract to prove yourself every couple of years you you basically have to be more than a running back now in order to yes. be valued like as much as these guys want to be valued you have to be a, a Christian McCaffrey or or Gibbs or you know you know have those like special skill sets yeah. um to be able to catch passes and all kinds of stuff so the thing Cordell you might, the, yeah, yes, yeah, sure. Just, um, just a little too late to the to the party. To yes, right. 
Yeah. yeah. I think the other thing that you might start to see is them start going after running backs that are elite blockers. Oh, yeah. Because your tight end is now taking off and going out for a, a route. So to have that extra blocker in there, and that's what pushed out uh, Edwards Alaire, was he wasn't the greatest blocker. And, and uh, uh, Isaiah Pacheco was. Pacheco was a better blocker. So uh, you might start to see a little bit more of that. Either, either you're going to have to be an elite uh, uh, catching running back or a very, very solid um, blocking back. No more of these one-dimensional guys anymore. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I agree. All right, well, let's continue the football talk. We're going to transition to a little bit of other relevant information. Um, the NFL schedule has been pushed from May 4th to May 11th. So next Thursday is when the schedule is officially going to come out. And before yeah. we got on air to record, um, Andrew and I were talking that uh, it's very possible that they were waiting to see like the Rogers drama and some of these other teams flesh out some of their, uh, their details to improve their scheduling ability to move games into better time slots. Cause they already know, we already know who's playing who we just don't know when those matchups are going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now to see like, it, and I don't know why, cause I haven't looked if you know, the, the, the Jets dolphins game, or the Jets Buffalo game may now be a uh, instead of it being a Sunday morning, where no one wants to watch it. Now everybody wants to watch it. That's going to be a Sunday night or a Monday night. So you're right, Mike. It's uh, I think it could be this. They were waiting to see how things shaked out, and now we'll go from there. Now we got to wait a week. And uh, speaking of drafts, our league draft is all the way on May twentieth, which I'm thankful for. And the reason being is I really don't know a lot of these guys in this draft and it, I'm finding it confusing because Andrew and I were talking about, you know, we're going to do our top 10. We're going to work through a top 10, maybe a little bit uh, more. And I could remember 10 of these guys. <laughs> well, I, and I said it to you, Mike, I think our viewers are either going to view me as crazy or, yep. Oh, that might have some, some, some substance to it on the um, pendulum. I'm, I'm going to go to the leaning to way towards the crazy side. Yes, because yeah. I've got some. I've got some. I've got some thoughts. Oh, yes, you do. I got. I've got some thoughts of some guys. I can't um, wait to hear your your thoughts on those because, uh, to be honest, Mike, I kind of understand your position because we were sort of told, or at least I was told, in in a lot of the circles I follow, that the 2023 rookie class was going to be chocked full of guys mm-hmm. super excited about and post NFL draft. It's there's, not, there is not a lot of guys that I am personally. Well, you, you look at, you, you, you look at the actual draft in the first round, there was what uh, a quarter of them were offensive player, like a fan, like fantasy offensive players, a very small portion. And those that were drafted essentially are backups in their own positions. Yes. yes. Like the quarterbacks, the, it's crazy yeah. that three quarterbacks went and only two, like okay, okay, throw in uh, Levis because he was the second pick in the right, second yeah, round. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So four guys, yeah. and only two of them may start. Yep, and I, then we have the you know like four wide receiver run like in the twentieth yeah. like pick, but 20, all, 23, yeah. But they're all wide receiver threes on their team. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. but they could. But here's the thing though those those four guys by the end of the year could elevate. 
to wide receiver two or even one in some of their oh, cases. Much. And, they, and yeah. some of them probably will, but it's still like for immediate impact, it is, it's, yes. it sucks. It definitely sucks, especially we in are, the, we are in the investing in the game. future. Yeah. Yeah. Like the running back game specifically is what I was told, like this vaunted 2023 running back class that ends up, you know, we get two guys in the first round and Zach Charbonnet to a crowded backfield in the second and everyone else just falls, falls, falls. Yeah. Is that and I, I okay? I think, hang on, hang on. I think just bear with me. Let me let me play devil's advocate here because if we all believe that 2023 was going to be a good quarterback class and a good running back class, and maybe these running backs are really, really good, but the game has changed in such a way that everybody else is like the, the actual NFL has devalued the running back position. So instead of taking them where they would normally take them, they're like, you know what? We're not playing that game anymore. This is what we're going after. This is what we're building around, and we'll grab those guys later. We are not as invested in this particular position, so we're not investing that high draft capital. So one of two things I think are, are, are going to happen here. Evan, who who is the, the voice that I listened to with regards to 2023 and thus 2024, said, all right, well, I, I need running back. I'm going to invest in the 2023 draft picks because I need running back, and this is going to give me my room. I still believe his analysis to be true in the sense that these guys are talented and they actually have the ability, but they didn't get the draft capital to, to support it. So now they need yeah. opportunity to step in and show what they can do. So if, if the talent is there and they get the opportunity because due to injury or circumstance, then it might prove Evan to be true in his assessments. Mm -hmm. But if they don't get that opportunity, to display what talent they do have, then we will never actually know if Evan was right or wrong. Sure. I mean, could, could still be definitely could still happen. Um, these guys, some of them will absolutely get opportunities uh, depending mm -hmm. on circumstances, but I think it like coincides with the fact that a lot of these guys just like, whether it's the combine or, or the end of the, uh, the college year last year, they just didn't show, I think, everything we wanted to see from them the the combine numbers hurt some guys really badly um i mean sean tucker a guy that evan really likes didn't even show up for the combine and then it comes out later that he has some debilitating heart issue might not even be able to be in the nfl although you know he signs wow. undrafted to the bucks but we'll we'll see how that goes um but you have other guys like zach evans that had a bad combine and he slides down into like the sixth round with the rams so I, I think that, yeah, definitely the draft capital hurts. But the reason for the draft capital is that these guys just didn't live up to the expectations I think a lot of people had. Well, I think there's that. And I'm going to echo what you said, Mike, that the NFL has kind of really evolved. where, and, it, and part of it is the rules. But I think teams are putting more stock in offensive linemen and defensive linemen now. They're going out, they're getting their stud quarterback and their stud wide receivers. And they're saying, we got to protect that. We have to protect those assets. So I'm going to stack my offensive line to protect my quarterback. So he has time to chuck the ball to my $10 million uh, a game wide receiver. And now teams are also saying, okay, now you've stacked the offensive line. I got to stack my defensive, my, my, my edge rushers and my defensive line to try and get back at the quarterback. So I think 
defensive linemen and offensive linemen have now raised from the the fourth and the fifth rounds up to the first and the second rounds. So I think that's the way the, the NFL has really evolved over the last – even the tight ends, because you've seen the tight ends now going from – you know the third and the fourth rounds to the first and the uh, the first and the second rounds and there's so much more emphasis on those guys being hey who's the next um uh, um Christian Ma- or not Christian McCaffrey um uh Kittle uh and those types of guys right like who's going to be the next Pitts uh out of Atlanta who's going to be the next stud coming up who's going to take everybody by storm and be able to play year one. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely been the recipe for success. I mean, you, a great case study is the lions, right? They, like they did exactly correctly. Like everything that they did with their rebuild is the recipe for success in rebuilding your team. They, they started with the line, they filled that out. Then they worked on the defensive line and they filled that out. And then they started putting pieces in place to build around that. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and really, they didn't even go after their million-dollar or multi-million-dollar quarterback. They went with a, a, a veteran who could who could rally the rest of the team around him. Yep. Um, to, to, to reclaim to, his his glory. Yes. Give him the shot. Here, here. The, the team is going to be yours. Put it on your shoulders. If we succeed, you are going to look great. If we don't succeed, hey, we, we have took a chance. Move. We we took a chance on a guy that 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 was was getting up there in age. Um, he was on the downside of his of his career, and we took a shot. Now we go after a young guy, but you know what? He's performed really really well. I think he's performed better than most people thought. Yes, Goff took the Rams to the to the Super Bowl, but I think overall, if you look at the trade now, the Lions are more consistent than the Rams are. Yeah. And I think the I think the lion I think the Lions got the better end of that deal. Long term, yes. Short term, the Rams got what they wanted, a Super Bowl. Yes. Yes. But I, I don't think it was all just on that quarterback. The Rams were just they they went all in that year. They and- needed they needed a better quarterback for that situation, and Stafford was it. Long term, Stafford's not the solution. No. He's got back issues, neck issues. Yeah. Um Jared Goff. I think needed a bit of a wake up call. I think the Lions have given him that, and hopefully he reclaims what um, what trajectory he was on the rise of. Yes, and they drafted Hendon Hooker, who is coming back from an injury and could really use the time sitting behind a, you know, a Jared Goff, a veteran quarterback who is making his career comeback, so to speak. Yes, and I, th- I, th- I, I, you know, I think he's still got a couple of years left in him. Yeah. So that could give that that could give that young uh, quarterback again, kind of like the the Green Bay Packers, give him a couple of years to to figure out the NFL. Yeah, but I but I think the he needs to get in some more games more than Jordan Love did. If they're blowing somebody out, put him in. Let him play the fourth quarter, right? Not just a series or two. Let him play the whole fourth quarter and and get some experience and get see the speed, see the, the hits the hits um, get used to that um, get used to building some chemistry with his receivers. And, you know, you never know. They, they could be the next uh, up and coming Patrick Mahomes or somebody, right? Could be. I love the uh, idea I, of, of getting hooker out there. Um, like, you know, mid season, like start taking like some wildcats, even he's super athletic. So, yeah. so give him some like time I, to, to get adjusted. 
he's coming back from an ACL injury, so it's going to be a while before we see him on the field. Oh yeah, I think like late season is when you want to look for that. For sure, yeah, you want a- you want to give him some reps on the field for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, a couple questions about the draft. Uh, who was each of you? I want to hear what, what was your big surprise pick? Whether offense, defense, what was the big surprise pick for you guys that you saw? You're like, what really? Outside of Jameer Gibbs, you can't use Jameer Gibbs. I mean, Jackson Smith and Jigba, I never thought was was sliding to twenty to land on the Seahawks personally, and I am all about it. I yeah, you, <laughs> I was did you really like the Twitch that um, the uh, the football the football world hates the Seahawks, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, big time. I love it. Keep it coming. <laughs> Zach so was... and Jackson Smith the Jigba. Yeah, Geno Smith has everything he needs to succeed. Yeah, yeah, I was live streaming on Twitch with Eric watching that first round and that 20th pick comes in. And I literally jump out of my chair and just like yep. walk around my room. Just, woo, let's go. You're, you're going to love me when we do our top 10. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, my, for me, it was seeing Will Levis drop so far down mm-hmm. because two weeks before he was being slated as the number two guy to get picked up. And for yep. him to, I just, and the, I feel bad for the kid because it's just like that, that movie draft day. Yeah. Where they, the, the camera keeps panning to the guy. He's got a different girl on his arm each time. And it's just like, you see him being deflated more and more and more after every pick and they go to see him. And it's just like, well, what the hell? I didn't do anything wrong. But why am I sliding so far? And even to day two, Right, like that's just I, I feel for the guy, and, and I'm shocked that he did slide that far, but it makes sense where he ended up. It well, truly if, if does. A, and he is pick me up. Go watch his video of him getting drafted because that was pretty. Like he he was stoked on it when he got that I, call. And the thing is, though, I think he realizes he is going to probably by the end of the season he's going to be the starter. Tannehill, I don't think will last. And he may even push for before midseason. If I'm Will Levis, I'm taking this as a, these teams did not see what I see in myself. They did. They don't believe I'm going to take that Randy Moss chip on my shoulder and I'm going to go out there and I'm going to work my butt off and I'm going to steal that starting job from Ryan Tannehill. And I'm going to show these guys like that's if you're a champion to me, like uh, if, if, if that is something that is inside you, you do exactly what Randy Moss did. It is an amazing story of how he felt jaded on where he was picked and what he thought the entire time in torching everybody afterwards. Mm-hmm. So for me, Will Levis, you'll never hear this, but uh, if you believe in you and you want to show up the world, grind yeah. it out. Hustle, I, outperform. My, my guy that is the exact epitome of that, uh, and Mike, you'll know the name, um, from his journey, Warren Moon, yeah, was was yeah. snubbed. He 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 won the Rose Bowl and got snubbed by the NFL because of the color of his skin, and had to go to the CFL. Broke a ton of records, won the Grey Cup four out of five years. Goes to the NFL, breaks a ton of records there. That's the he just he he had a big kind of F you to every team that didn't want to draft him and was one of the most successful quarterbacks. 
That's, yep. that's a very real motivator for sure. Um, I think for I think a true chat, for about, a true, a, for a true athlete and a true champion. Yeah. Yes, you're right. I think the funniest thing about Will Levis is pre-draft. I was calling him younger buffer Ryan Tannehill because they're the same guy. Like they really are. <laughs> like they are the exact same. They have the same frame, same height, same weight, same athletic skills. And, and, and maybe because, that's why the Titans went after him is because I think it's exactly why. If, if Tannehill doesn't have it, we can just throw him into this offense and he'll he'll fit in perfectly. Yeah. Is this is this where we throw out that Spider-Man meme where they're they're pointing at each other? <laughs> yeah. No. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Or or no. the Drake meme where he's like no to Ryan Tannehill, but then he points yes to Will Levis. Will Levis? Yes. <laughs> it's really the same person. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um. Man, uh, I'm going to save a lot of the. I have a lot of off-topic questions. T- questions that I want to ask you, Corey, but I'm going to save those until the question period because right now we're we're neck deep at this point of football talk stuff. Yeah. So we we might as well dive right into our rookie draft <laughs> rankings. So, folks, uh, for those listening at home, what we're going to do uh-huh. is I have um, a list here, 20 spots. So we could go 20 deep. Uh, I feel we can just stop wherever we feel comfortable, uh, but we are going to do it based upon our poor man system, which is 10 team half point PPR single quarterback. So to me, my first overall pick, if I had it is going to be Bijan Robinson. So I'm going to say Bijan Robinson would be my first overall pick. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm not going to try to read Andrew's mind, but I don't think you're going to find much disagreement with that pick. Um, Corey, I, I, I am agree with you, except Andrew does have a different first I, overall. I, got, pick. Oh, I love that. Okay. I got, I got Quinton Johnson. And the reason for that is because of the injury bugs of the wide receiver chargers. They, they, so many injuries there. This kid has a chance to be their number one week two, week one, or, or even week one because of injuries in preseason. This kid has a chance to be their, um, their, their top guy. And I think he could be their top guy for the next few years if he can, if he can prove himself. So that's why I had him as the number one, as the number one guy. Okay, I want to talk about that real quick. Corey, I'm going to let you go first because I just need to process. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I get what you're saying. Um, it's tough for me because personally, like, landing spot's good. The draft capital is decent. But I pre-draft just – I do not like Quentin Johnston as a prospect. Um, wow. he, he came into the draft – or, you know, pre-draft, he was the guy that was – he was the big, fast playmaker wide receiver. He and comes that's- into the draft – shorter than they thought he would be smaller than he thought he would be slower than they thought he would be. And when you watch his tape for me, he has some like nice contested catches, but he also his catching technique is not, I'm just, I'm not feeling it. He doesn't extend his arms to grab the ball. He's, he's the guy like ball yes. in with T-Rex that, arms. That was, that was his, the biggest um, knock that I, that I, I had with him yeah. was that everything is a body catch. Yes. With him. Yes. But and, if, he, uh, if he can get out there and, and learn yeah. to use more than just his body, uh, like I say, you can't always use the combine as 100% of a guy's performance. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. right? He's coming in as one of the fastest guys. Has a bad day in the combine. Now everybody's knocking him because he's too slow. Well, for three years or four years in college, if he was one of the fastest guys, there was a reason for it. One bad day shouldn't kill your 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 whole momentum. I, I hear you. I'll just I'll say that he reminds me of another guy that was the fastest guy or one of the fastest guys when he came out. Uh, also went to TCU. Uh, I think 2016 he came into the draft. His name was Josh Doxson. And again, Ooh. he's the same guy, same measurables, same speed, okay. same skill set. He lasted about two and a half seasons in the NFL and then couldn't make it, was cut from the team, never played again. And so okay. that's my personal bias. That's what I see when I see Quentin Johnston. And so that's why for me, like it, once we get into our rankings, you guys will see I have him pretty deep, maybe deeper than some people might have him. But he, he's okay, just okay. a guy that's not on my radar personally. Okay. See to me, to me the, the the reason I would one of the reasons I put him up near the uh, put him at the top is I think his ceiling is a lot higher than some of the other some than some of the other guys. He has the potential to be one of the one of the elite guys because the Chargers throw so much. Oh, I agree. So with he you has I mean, he has yeah. fantasy value that could sure. be huge. Linked to Herbert, I mean, I'll, I'll give you your points. He's linked to Herbert. He's young. He's got first-round draft capital. You're right. The the Mike Williams, Keenan Allen train will derail sooner than later. They are old, um, yep. and they already get injured all the time. So I I totally hear you. Just me personally, looking at prospects, he's just he's just not the not the flavor of tea that I enjoy personally. Hey, okay. no, it's it's all fair, fair and fair. Mike, your your rebuttals. My rebuttals. Um, you like psychedelic tea, which I'm a bit more into than. <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll choose to that. And then Quentin Johnson at one. I like Quentin Johnson. Um, and the only film I watched is when he torched my Michigan Wolverines, uh, in a playoff game. Yes. And I love, I love his, like for me, he's the prototypical wide receiver that I like. So I have him ranked a bit higher uh, than some of the other wide receivers based upon what I think his long-term outlook could be in the Chargers. It's a great landing spot. If only, let's say, like Jackson Smith and the Jigba had landed there, I think that would have been like oh, yeah. almost contesting for like the number one spot with B. John Robinson for long-term dynasty asset. Um, yeah. But I like Quentin Johnson. Um, don't know these weird facts about him having T-Rex arms and catching bodies. He doesn't <laughs> use his hands. So that's that's interesting to know. But, I, I would advise watching some highlights. It's I, okay. it's not every yeah. catch, but it's just it's too many for me to be comfortable okay. with. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I actually want to get at least one share of Quentin Johnson. I think based upon my track record of where I have my picks, I don't think he's going to be there though. I don't think I'm going to get there early up based upon some of the uh, the rookie drafts that I've already done. And this is going out to you, Corn Dog. One pick before me taking Quentin Johnson. I was like, man, I'm going to get Quentin Johnson. Like, this is going to be awesome. No, he takes Quentin Johnson. And I get Zay Flowers. Like, what the frick, man? <laughs> that's, that's funny because <laughs> me and Eric have talked about, like, we both, like, don't really like Quentin Johnson. So he must have taken him because he just was like, I don't know who else to pick. Yeah, I'm like, okay, great. So, <laughs> anyways, my one shot at getting Quentin Johnson is whiff. 
I just anyway. I just had to get talked into uh, because there's a there's another league where uh, Eric, Evan, and I are all co-managers on one team, and we okay. are doing our rookie draft right now. And we had the 108, and I, we got down to 108. Quentin Johnston right there, and I'm like, oh, guys, really? can we maybe like trade back or like I'm trying to get them to like not <laughs> take Quentin Johnston with everything I can, and both of them are like. Eric was like, dude, I know you don't like him, but like 108, pretty good. Evan was like, no, we're, we're taking QJ. We're taking Quentin Johnston right here. And I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. You can have this one. Oh, wow. Okay, 108. I would, and, that's, I would think, and that's what makes him so polarizing, right? That is super flex, by the way. So yeah. a little different. But, 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 but oh. either, either way, either way, it's, 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 he's a polarizing uh, yeah. draft, right? You know, Again, I, I I'm putting more stock in it than right. than some of the other wide receivers, but like you said, he may be way down there for you guys. So okay, uh, yeah, He's uh, way down there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna do uh, next pick. Uh, I went first, so Andrew, you get to go. You get to go. Oh, this this is where I got Bijan Robinson. This is where you got Bijan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Bijan Robinson at least is like in the top top two. I was yeah. going to be worried for you for a second there. Uh, Corey, who's <laughs> first? Uh, my, sorry, is this my first, my first pick or my second pick? This is first. your second pick. So now that you've got Bijan Robinson, gotcha. yeah. who would you take um, with, the, with the 102? Yeah, this is Jameer Gibbs for me. All right, excellent, because that's, that's who I also have is Jameer Gibbs. And as a, as a Lions fan, I loved it and I hated it. And I was just like, man, I gotta, just got to trust. And I was totally freaking out. I was losing my mind, and then a couple of the league mates were like, "No, no, no, man! I like it. This is good." Like, and they started helping me see through the fog, and then the swift trade happened. Yeah, and I was like, "You guys knew this is this was all part of your master plan," and because yeah. it was part of your your master plan, mm-hmm. it uh, why is it doing it? Um, you you got out. You were able to move on. So I'm like, "Wow, this is perfect." Now you now you've got. David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs and Jameer Gibbs is, is amazing pass catcher. So this guy is going to be all over the field. Jameer Gibbs to me, I mean, Bijan Robinson is the obvious name, but behind him, Jameer Gibbs to me is the guy that could be the next Alvin Kamara. Like literally that is wow. well within the range of his comparable skills. And, okay. and yeah, I just, I'm, I, uh, again, I have him f- way further down. Um, and I just worry about the amount of playing time he's going to get mm. because they invested. They invested. A first round pick a first round number twelve. Yeah, I know, I know. I think I know. what you're looking at here is uh, prime Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt on steroids. That's that's the kind of workload I'm seeing here. Where yeah, David Montgomery is going to pound and grind and get his 15, I, I, 16 touches, but Gibbs is going to get those home run hits and all the receptions. I, I, I and I could see that, but I just I worry about. Okay, so they've got some some good wide receivers now. They got a, 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 a number one running back. Is he going to get enough workload for that? And that's just that's. Again, I, I my worry for it. Well, I think for oh. the first six games, it's almost a lock with uh, Jameson Williams being suspended. I think that they're going to use him all kinds of ways. They're probably going to line him up in the slot. 
they're going to have him take uh, see, and that's that and that's something I never ever considered was him lining up in the slot or even as a wide receiver. Like, oh, yeah. does he have that much speed and that and that good of yes. hands? Yes, he does. Like, I don't know enough he, enough about him to. He's a talented individual and can do really well in the pass catching game, better than he could probably in the running game, especially with Monty there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, in in college, uh, I always say like for for college prospects, you want to see if you're going to draft a running back high, you really want to see them get at least 25 receptions in their last year to show that they have the ability. Gibbs yeah. had almost double that at Alabama in his last year. Wow. With all the wide receivers they had, the talented wide receiver, he still got 50 receptions? Uh, 45, I believe, but yes. Yes. Wow. He was, he was used heavily. Okay, I'm missing out. On, I've been missing out on this kid's. You're not helping yeah, me, Curry, by the way, in trade offer that I have going on with uh, with Andrew to get me the 102 so I can uh, draft okay. your Gibbs. So my, my apologies. I'll just say 44 receptions. For oh, he sucked. Yards. He sucked. He he's gonna do garbage right now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, four three six speed, 44 receptions for 440. Okay, stop yards it. College. <laughs> I, I honestly, I I did not know that 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 he had that much stuff. Like I knew he was yeah, a good, was, talented kid, but he was going to be the second running back selected bar none. Nobody mm-hmm. else was going to go ahead of him. Oh, yeah. it, it, uh, I just didn't think it was going to be the first round. Oh yeah. No, I mean, I don't think anyone thought he was going to go top 12. I had him maybe, at no. the, I thought he was going to go to the Bengals. That's where I had him at like 20. Wow. I thought that would have mm-hmm. been in. That would have been, a, that would have been awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, and Mike, you and I talked, I think you and I even talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, about four or five weeks ago um, yep. with Mixon having his troubles that he might be the guy to, to, to snap up there. It would have been actually, if had, I imagine if Jameer Gibbs had fallen to the Bengals, he probably would have been the selection. Probably. And the the, the yeah. logic is there, right? But the Bengals yep. go ahead and don't pick another RB until like the end of the fifth round. So there's nobody, really there's sure. nobody they really liked, I guess. I guess not. Yeah. All but right. Maybe, but but you never know. Maybe they have the faith in that guy that that could be uh, the heir apparent. But yep. Let's let's okay. jump to our third pick. pick. Three. Corey, this one goes oh. to you. You uh, if you had the one hundred three, who are you taking? Knowing that in your list, Jameer Gibbs and Bijan are gone. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's it's got to be Jackson Smith the Jigbo right here for me. Um, I don't really care. I mean, the knock on him is he's the wide receiver three on the Seahawks. Doesn't bother me. He's going to get his, and then Tyler Lockett has another year or two left, and then he's going to retire. He's already 30, 31 years old. Uh, he's, he's coming to the end here, and Jackson Smith, the Jigba, is the obvious heir apparent to Tyler Lockett. He is basically a better Tyler Lockett. I will even say that I think he could be Doug Baldwin 2.0. Okay, here, here. I'm not sure about the Doug Baldwin. I think he's going to be better than Doug Baldwin. Uh, that's why I say 2.0, like the second version. Okay. Yeah, okay. The improved, new and improved. It, exactly. This is disgusting yeah. that Tyler Lockett, TK Metcalf, and Jackson Smith and Jigba are the oh, starting yeah. three wide receivers for the Seahawks. The only downside is this Gito Smith is your quarterback who showed last year that he could get it done. But could you imagine if you had those three guys and like an Aaron Rodgers, um, uh, Patrick Mahomes level talent thrown to him? It'd be, oh, oh yeah. That would be fantastic. But I will say, I mean, this will be Geno Smith's first year as coming into training camp being the unquestioned starter. He had to battle with Drew Locke in camp last year, which was 
funny looking back at it. Um, but now it's his team. Everyone knows it's his team. They're going to start like making the team his. Yeah. And so I, I think it's, I think it's going to be a good year for the Hawks. Okay. Yep. They, so you they and paid I, him. They paid Gino yeah. to take good. that team on yeah. his shoulders. And look, and going back to JSN, man, I mean, he, to me was, and still is by far, by a far measure, the most talented wide receiver in this draft class. Like it does not come very close to me at all. Okay. So he he's the first wide receiver taken. He gets taken to a plus spot, in my opinion, and wheels up. He's going to be a great asset for five, six years at least. For sure. Uh, so I, I also agree with you. So I have him here at my three spot. Andrew, we flip it to you. Who's at your three? I'm 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 with you guys. If G, I think if Geno Smith and Mike, you and I talked about it last weekend. If Geno Smith has a repeat season. He is gonna cl- he is going to climb the the ladder in in Seattle. He's got the speed. He's got the hands. Um, I, again, at year end, he could be a he could be a, a, a Jamar Chase where slow start, super strong finish, and be at the end of the year the number one guy in Seattle. Since Here's- I've been following the team, we've never had a receiving core like this before. Like no, I don't know, it's crazy. What it, like it is crazy. I started following it, but it is by far the most impressive receiving group I've ever seen. Okay, um, I'm going to make a weird and wild prediction right now. If the Seattle Seahawks can beat the 49ers, they are deep playoff bound. I, I think you and I talked again. You and I talked about this last week. Yeah, Mike, we did. That if if Geno Smith can repeat they will take the division it's really it, it when they meet the 49ers on the field however they play if they come out on top that means to me that it'll, it'll prove that the seahawks with this formation are legit yeah 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 no i totally agree i mean we play them twice i i always peg the hawks to at least win one of those games i don't think we did last year but typically we take one of those games at least so you know if we could take one, great. If we take both, I man, yeah, wheels up, yeah, let's you, go. Oh, yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be a wild year for them, uh, yeah. which would be a great story. Geno Smith makes it to uh, uh, the conference final, uh, maybe even the Super Bowl. Like man, like oh, that's man. Oh, epic man. story. Yeah. Okay, uh, pick number four. This is essentially where I fall off. Okay, that, this that, that quick. This <laughs> is it falls off the cliff there. <laughs> yep. Um, these these were the names outside of Quentin Johnson, and I like Quentin Johnson. I just can't put him at the four spot. I liked a lot of the running backs coming into this year, and then they didn't check off the other boxes being, you didn't get draft capital. Hey, you didn't go to a team that's going to need you. I don't think I can afford to draft you high up here. So I have to put in wide receivers in these next series of spots. And when I look at the wide receiver list, it's it's Quentin Johnson, it's Jordan Addison, it's Zay Flowers. Those those are those are my next three, so to speak. But I I just I have a hard time thinking that at this spot, I'm at the four spot, and my best option is Quentin Johnson, Zay Flowers, or Jordan Addison. So here's here's what I'm I'm gonna do. I'm gonna put Jordan Addison in this particular position. And I'm going to tell you why Jordan Addison to me is going to a team 
that already has an elite number one. They don't need an elite number one. They need an elite number two. Well, if you're on the field and you're facing off against Justin Jefferson, you can't cover Justin Jefferson. So Jordan Addison is going to have an opportunity on the other side of the field to be one-on-one and not experience double coverage. And who else do they have? KJ Osborne, who I liked until this pick. Uh, They have TJ Hawkinson, who I think they will factor in uh, for some of their play calls. Dalvin Cook, don't know what the future is there, so let's just say Dalvin Cook or Alexander Madison. Let's just say like the running back situation is fine, and they're, you're going to do what they did last year. They, they're going to have a number two, and the number two wide receiver for that team is going to be good, and to me, it's Jordan Addison. Jordan Addison, out of the gate, is going to have the best usage out of all of these receivers year one. I don't think he ha- we have to wait for year two, year three for them, him to like for retirements or for injuries. I think he from game game number one, he will be the number two on that team and see a significant amount of targets and action to actually be fantasy relevant with this pick. And then obviously if he turns into like the T Higgins to Jamar Chase kind of scenario, if that happens, great. And I'm super happy with taking him here at the 104. But even even at the 104, I feel that it's still a bit of a reach for these guys. At this anything at this point and beyond. Yeah, I mean it, it does make sense it, when you look at it in a in a super flex setting. Uh, you obviously I have to, to prop up uh, some of these picks and kind of push these guys back. But when we're talking about one QB, completely agree with you. I think it's Jordan Addison. Um, we were talking about the the big run of wide receivers that all go in a row. Jordan Addison is yeah. the only guy that comes in as, in my opinion the clear wide receiver two on his team. You have JSN, probably wide receiver three until he can beat out Lockett or Lockett retires. Uh, You have Quentin Johnston. If Keenan Allen gets hurt, if Mike Williams gets hurt, then he comes in and he can move up from the wide receiver three. Um, And then you have Zay Flowers, who is going to be a glorified Devin Duvernay. So I don't really want that guy either. So if if you're looking at those guys and you're trying to rank them against each other, I think you kind of go in order of the draft capital a bit and and you take a guy that's going to be the wide receiver on his team. Okay, so you're Jordan Addison. Andrew, you've been shaking your head this entire time. Yeah, no, I it, it's it's Kirk Cousins. And even Kirk Cousins okay, has come okay. out Kirk Cousins has come out this week and said I either have to ball out or I am not going to be here. So, I, I I've got. I'm sorry. I got him way further down. Um, okay. I put. I put Zay Flowers here. Um, I just think. I think because of his speed, and now that they Lamar has signed, I think he's got the opportunity again. Is it's like Quinton Johnson? He's got an opportunity for a higher ceiling than than an Addison does. I think. So you're you're letting Gibbs drop then, huh? Yes. Interesting. Okay. Okay. I will, I'll talk about Zay Flowers when when I get yeah to Zay Flowers on my thing. I'll bring that back up. I just I just think the the uh, the fit uh, in in Baltimore um, in Baltimore is going to be a better fit than than um, uh, Addison in Minnesota. I think it's Kirk Cousins is Kirk Cousins. That team, I think, this year is kind of in flex. They don't know whether they want their running back or they don't want their running back. Um, 
they've got one wide receiver that they're putting all their eggs. They seem to be putting all their eggs in and they're going to be a one note team. So, uh, yeah, I I mean, I hear you. I think that to me, it comes down to the passing volume and as Kirk cousins, as Kirk cousins is, they're going to throw the ball a lot more than Lamar Jackson is going to. And Jordan Addison is going to have a lot less competition. I mean, you got, OBJ and Mark Andrews taking the uh, majority of the share on the Ravens, and you still have Rashad Bateman kind of hanging around, being a guy. And uh, when you when you look at the Vikings, man, I just KJ Osborne is just a inferior version of Jordan Addison. Okay. He, I, and and again, I could be I could be wrong. You know, it's all I those. It, saying, though, yeah, I mean, six-year guys. I I definitely I like Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers was my wide receiver too pre-draft. Like he was J, it was JSN and Zay Flowers for me. And then a, a big chasm between the next guys. I just think that the the landing spot, unfortunately, d- did a number on Zay Flowers, and uh, I'm just I'm really Agreed. worried that they're going to use him I, like I, that gadgety Devin Duvernay guy. I think it's going to be too small of a pie for for him to be relevant. He'll have to take that one shot, go deep. Uh, hey, look, he had four receptions, uh, seventy yards, and a touchdown because he actually got a seventy yard reception. Because here's the, the thing: if he if he does that if he does that early, maybe he gains the confidence of of Lamar Jackson, and now he becomes the uh, the go to guy for that down down the field bomb. And really, if you're thinking about fantasy, right, a 70 yard pass with a touchdown, Ooh, 13 plus 13 plus points, right? Boom! You, you only you only need to get one or two of those a game, and you're you're balling out. You're winning your week. So, you know, he might not be a huge volume guy, but he may be a huge point guy. Yeah, there, there definitely could be some ceiling there. I, I definitely agree with you. Um, I, just, I guess I look at Hollywood Brown, too, and I go, I mean, Zay Flowers is kind of like slower, smaller Hollywood Brown, and they, they shipped him out of town because they couldn't really make him work. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you're right. He'll, he'll be a rookie coming in. He could earn that rapport with Lamar Jackson. It could happen. I still love Zay Flowers as a player. Just situation is, uh, yeah, I, I just don't personally like You it. know, three, three weeks ago, I would I'd 100% agree with you with the whole Lamar Jackson kind of ups uh, influx. Um, but now I think with him there, I think he, he's better off. So, okay. Pick number five going to you, Andrew. Who are you taking? See, and this is where... Uh, I, I took Charbonneau from Seattle for going to Seattle. Really? Again, again because um, Zach I Charbonnet. Think, yes, I think he has the uh, again the the opportunity to steal the job and to, and to be an all all around back for them. Um, the last few years, their their backfield has kind of been in in flux. And it's kind of there's been a big question mark behind it. Like, who's going to be the starter? You know, and Mike, I know Mike, you like your your handcuff guys. Where I want to have the I starter do, yes. and I want to have the yep. backup. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's and and in Seattle, it's been one of those things where okay, well, who who's going to be the starter from week to week? Right, it's been always the hot hand. I think this kid could come in and kind of put some stabilize that that the backfield and become their 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 starter fairly quickly. Uh, that's why I have him up there, um, up in the, uh, up in that spot. Is I just think Top he five. has the up. Op- I think he has the opportunity to steal that job 
in training camp. Okay. Ooh, Interesting. Yeah, I, mean, I, I completely disagree with that one. I just, uh, Ken Walker, man, I, I just, he's, he's much, much more talented than Zach Charbonnet. Um, that's, that's kind of the flag out plant. Um, way more athletic, way, way stronger of a runner. Um, okay. Zach Charbonnet might kill him on the passing downs. I will totally give you that. Zach Charbonnet, I think, has stronger hands and and maybe he has better uh, after the catch ability. But I think Ken Walker's got a lock there. And I think if anything, Zach Charbonnet will vulture a touchdown and and get some you know receptions stolen away from Ken Walker. But other than that, I think it's Ken Walker's backfield. And I don't know. Take Zach Charbonnet over Gibbs. That is that's a, a hot, a steaming hot call, man. Oh, this is about, this is why this is our initial rankings based upon the draft, right? We're yeah. learning as we go, and these these are going to be fluid as we learn more about camp. We oh, start yeah. hearing hype as trains. I'm sure I'm sure this yeah. stuff will be fluid. But interesting that Zach Charbonnet is your number five. Corey, who's your number five? Uh, well, I also took a running back, and I actually thought this was going to be kind of spicy, but I think Andrew is taking the uh, the real estate on, on the spicy picks here. Um, but I'm going to go uh, Devon A-Chain as my number okay. five guy here. Okay, I couldn't even pronounce his name earlier when you know, Andrew and I were talking. Who is this guy? <laughs> Devon A-Chain. So uh, he's, uh, he's a very, very, very fast running back from Texas A&M. Um, he is the fastest running back in this class. Like no. Hands down. Oh, wow. Okay. However, he is kind of on the smaller side. Uh, we're talking about 5'9, 188, 190. Um, oh, so that is small. He's got, yeah, that, that's the ding on him, 100%. But in my opinion, he goes to the premier best landing spot possible on the Miami Dolphins, where they have perennial backup Jeff Wilson and uh, crusty old uh, Raheem Mostert who is days away from tearing both of his ACLs. Um, and he just he goes to that prime spot where they're already talking about how much they love him. He gets decent draft capital in the third round. Um, best comparable to Chris Johnson in terms of his speed. Oh, and wow, size. okay. So CJ2K, like he looks like that kind of guy, that big playmaker ability. And that's, that's someone that they've needed on the Dolphins for a while. They need that playmaker. And if he can stay healthy there... He is going to be a top end RB two in fantasy. They do love their speed, there, don't they? Oh yeah, yeah. If he so can bulk up, out, you, you need to figure out. <laughs> you need to figure out Tyreek Hill running on one side of the field as fast as he can, and Devon A Chain running faster than everyone else the other side of the field. Like it's, it's going to be it, pretty fun. But wasn't Raheem Mostert also like one of the fastest guys ever on the football field? Yeah. True, yeah, but he's like thirty eight years old or something. Yeah, okay. Wow. Okay. Uh Devin A Chain? Uh yes, Devon A Chain. Um, Devon the only other yeah, Devon, Devon A Chain. Uh the only other thing I'll say <laughs> is again, you know, like my measurement that I really like to see with uh with college prospects, their last year, I want to see that 25 receptions or more. Devon A Chain was almost 40 receptions in his last year, so he is a pass catching back and if he can take some screens to the house, I think you're going to be very happy to uh, sign him onto your fantasy team. Wow. Okay. Well, I chose, this is where I slotted in Quentin Johnson and I already talked about why I liked Quentin Johnson. Um, I, I love the situation. I think he has, again, behind Jordan Addison, I think it's the second best opportunity year one to make an impact for his team. And then long-term because heir apparent outside of Jackson Smith, the Jigba, 
um, this is this is fantastic. So uh, this is where I slotted in Quentin Johnson. So I'm interested in seeing how far he slots in down the list here for you, Corey. And yeah, won't have to be, you don't have to wait for too much longer. Okay. Uh, speaking <laughs> of which, it is now your pick. It is pick six. Who are you going to take at pick six? You say it was my pick? It is. It's yours. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So, so this is also maybe a little spicy in, in a one QB. Um, it's tough, man. It probably should be Quentin Johnston here, but I... I'm in love with Anthony Richardson, man. And when I look wow. at his ceiling, I, I think he could be a guy here. Um, this is where I would want to take him personally and just lock him up um, because his ceiling is Josh Allen mixed with Lamar Jackson. You really like, think that's, that's where this guy could go, hey? That is – it is a, a wild ceiling. I'll give you that. It's, it's yeah. probable that he's not that, but he has the skill set to absolutely be that. He well, is – he is bigger and faster than Derrick Henry, and this guy is playing quarterback. Wow. Okay. Um, Dad bod God did did take Anthony Richardson in the first round of RPG uh, Warlocks. Yeah, and RPG Warlocks has some like bonus quarterback like lead points, so yep. maybe that went into the decision there a little bit. They get some bonuses, but when I just when I look at the rushing upside, just the rushing floor. Like this is a guy that he could have a Jalen Hurts esque first season where yeah his, his passing is a little questionable but he's still running 50 60 70 yards a game and getting you that nice that nice fluffy floor. Um so I I'm comfortable taking him here. Again, realistically maybe should be Quentin Johnston. I get it. He's just he's a guy that I'm down on personally. So I will yeah. go with a guy that I'm very 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 high up on in terms of a super flex. This guy is my 102. Um, I will take Anthony Richardson here at my sixth pick. So Anthony Richardson, 102 super flex because Bijan Robinson's still your number one. Correct. Okay. Wow. That's interesting. Okay. Um, I happen to have the 102 and the 103 in another super flex league. So I don't know who's going to go 101. Yeah. I probably hope Bijan. It, I hope not. Yeah. I really, really hope not. I've I've seen um, now twenty drafts or so that have basically all been super flex except for one or two, and uh, they've been a kind of a mix of the top five. But Bijan Robinson has always been the number one. I have not seen Bijan not go number one yet in any of my rookie drafts. I, I you know what, and and even though I put Johnson as the as my number one, I I fully agree that that's probably what's what's going to happen in ninety percent of drafts is that Bijan goes first. Um, it's because it's because it's a running back and because the running back field is so weak. Yeah, hey, he's he's generational, man. I I he is the next Saquon Barkley, and his draft capital proves that being taken in the top ten at one hundred eight to a run heavy offense on the Falcons. I mean. They they love their running backs over there, man. They made uh they made Aljair look like a, a top twelve guy at the end of the season, and uh, Bijan is going to eat Aljair's lunch. Well, okay, I, yeah, that that much uh, I agree with. All right, well, here's who I have at number six. Um, I have Rasheed Rice. Ooh. Wow, 
Okay. okay. I don't want to take Zay Flowers here. Um, I don't like the situation for Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers might be a great talent, but I don't yeah. like the Lamar Jackson. To me, Lamar Jackson has to scale back the running he does and turn more into the Josh Allen, run less, pass more, but be good at passing. And then I'll trust you having more than one wide receiver to field. Because right now, to me, it's Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews, and whoever the running back is. Mm-hmm. Odell Beckham's not on my list. Um, Zay Flowers might be on my list in team in leagues where I get to use the uh, kick returner. And if Zay yeah. Flowers fulfills that role, because that was the only value Devin Duvernay added is that he was the wide receiver too and he did the kick returning so i got like decent points and if he happened to catch one passing touchdown oh the guy was glorious now he's just useless and if devin duvernay retains the kick return like okay like these guys are done to me so i took rasheed rice uh here at the spot mainly because he has decent draft capital in a situation where the the big wide receiver is undecided, exactly. Yeah, is no, it Kadarius Tony Sky Moore? Is it? I totally like this pick from you for sure because I I think he does fill a need. Uh, I think he fills the juju spot because I think that's who he's best comparable with out of their wide receivers. Okay, yeah. So for me, this is one hundred six is uh, Rasheed Rice, and you know what? I I totally miss this kid. Really? Um, when I was looking through everybody, I, I totally missed him. And you know what? Everything you guys are saying makes total sense for this kid. I, I think they, they, they took their home run shot with Sky Moore last year. And you know what? Maybe the, the back injury didn't pay you know it wasn't totally healed and he didn't pay off so much and i know he was going into the into the season with the chip on his shoulder because he slid so far down the 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 draft um but you know i i told i I totally skipped on on this race guy and he could be like like you said he could be going in and taking what they thought juju was going to be for them Mm -hmm. And he could be the the takeover for for Tyreek. And you yeah. gotta think, you gotta think yeah. over the next few years, they're gonna start to use um Kelsey less and less as he gets older. So somebody has gotta step up. And this Rice or Sky Moore is gonna have to be the guys over the next few years if they're gonna stay competitive. So to give you a yeah. bit of education here, Andrew, Rasheed Rice was taken in the second round mm-hmm. at pick 55 overall. Wow. Okay. So to me, that's that's some good draft capital. It, it is. It's great. Yeah. Uh, he, he's a guy, I mean, he, he played four years at SMU um, with, with pretty decent showing, especially his last year. He went for like, I think almost 1,400 yards in his senior year. Um, so definitely, you know, has the ability to to be a guy. I, I'll back up a little bit though and say, just for the record, I don't think Sky Moore is dead yet. Um, I think that he, he no. still definitely has a role there. And I and I think that between uh, Tony and Sky Moore and now Rasheed Rice, I think that's your one, two, three. And I think they all have different roles in that offense and are going to be starting caliber guys. The only problem is. Yes, they're tied to Patrick Mahomes, but they love to mix things up with their wide receivers there. So hard to yeah. have anyone consistent yes. for Kansas City on your dynasty team. But 
I like Rasheed Rice. He's not this far up for me, but I I, I think that his chances um, are decent, and he he goes to a great situation, like you said, with great capital. So, yeah, I, I understand the yeah. pick. All right, uh, Andrew, real quick, who is your uh, who is your sixth spot here? I had uh, because this is. It's going to be a bounce back year for this team, I think, a little bit. Uh, I have Mims Jr. for the Broncos. I think their their Ooh. wide receiver core is on the uptake, and this kid has a chance to. I, I, I can't see Wilson having two really, really, really crappy years. They got to bounce back. Are they gonna Are they gonna win that division? No, no. But that offense has to start to come together and gel. And I think this kid has a chance at it. I know nothing of this kid. I've been staying away from him in every draft because I know nothing about it and I don't like the Broncos. So it's, um, uh, I'm, I'm curious to, to, that you, you have him here at the 106. I'm like, oh, he's got to contest with Cortland Sutton, uh, Jerry Judy, who they just picked up this fifth year option, Tim Patrick coming back. You got running back issues. You've got, you got stuff going on at quarterback. Like, I'm not really sure. I do agree with you that Russell Wilson can't have two bad years in a row, right? I'll disagree with, I'll disagree with that. But Marvin Mins, I'm like, I don't know who you are, buddy. Sorry, I, I, can't, yeah. I can't take you based upon draft yeah, capital. Alone. I mean, I'll give you kudos here, Andrew, just because I, I do like Marvin Mims as a prospect. Like, his profile is good. He, he yes. runs fast. He's got, like, a 4.38 speed. Um, yeah. so he, he's, he's a quick guy and he does fill again, like kind of a role here. I, Tim Patrick, I think he was a great stopgap dude, like totally fine wide receiver. But again, I think Marvin Mims comes in there and, and bullies him and takes his lunch money, yeah. um, and takes, takes that wide receiver three job pretty easily. I'm just, I have him a little further down because again, I can't like Russell Wilson. I can't believe he's going to have a, a bounce back year because, you yeah. know, he's not on the Hawks anymore. So yeah. uh, have to have to keep that. Train I just, going. I, uh, you know what? I think he can. I think by end of the season, he could be competing for the number two spot there. So okay. possible. All I right. Mean, they still might. They still might trade uh, Cortland Sutton, too. That is possible. Oh, wow. OK. Fair enough. Yeah. OK, uh, Andrew, number seven. Who do you got? Uh, because he's fast and um, a good target for CJ Stroud. I've got Bell. Ronnie uh, Bell. Bell. Oh, Dell. Tank Dell. No. Nathaniel Dell. Dell. Yeah. That's Tank to you. Tank? Okay, Tank. He likes to go by Tank. Yep. Even tank. though he's, okay. uh, I think he's 5'6 and 150. Little guy? But... Yeah. He's yeah. just a little guy. But he's got, okay. he's got a, I think he's got a <laughs> ton of uh, speed and he should be, he should be ideal for Stroud. You know, both rookies okay. coming in. He's you know, got young guys classic, uh, nickname where you you call yeah. the the big guy tiny or whatever. Tiny, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, here's a thing that you might like, uh, Andrew. If you hadn't heard about this, uh, C.J. Stroud and Tank Dell became best friends at the combine, and after C.J. Stroud got taken, he banged the table for the Texans to take Dell. Oh, that's a go. cool story. Yeah. He's like, I you think, know what? Uh, Steve, I just, this guy. I think the two of them could come into camp together, just kind of as that, you know, kind of how you see sometimes on the on the not the starting lineup, but the the second lineup, you get the quarterback and the wide receiver that 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 gel, and then when the quarterback gets called up, that wide receiver 
starts to climb the rankings because he had that chemistry with them in the in practice and and you know in cleanup time. So the coach is like, well, put them in and just let them do their thing, and it it just works out. So I I think they have the opportunity here that uh, you know two rookies coming in could do some damage. Okay, um, Corey, who's your seven? Uh, this is this is where I've got Quentin Johnston. Okay, yeah, Quentin I mean, Johnston. We've talked about him is, enough. Um, yeah. he he's got good draft capital. I don't love his prospects, but at this point, can't really let him go past me here at seven. So this is where okay. I'm gonna slot him in. Seven. All right. This is where I have my Zay Flowers. Okay. Okay. Right. First round draft pick. Kind of hard to let it slide this far. I don't want to reach too far into the second or third rounders at this point. Um, yeah. I'll take a shot because I'm really unfamiliar. There's only one guy like my, the guy who comes up next uh, is the guy who's essentially the last of the, Hey, you're in a good landing spot. I kind of like where this is going. Let's see what happens. I'll take a, a, a flyer on you and uh, let's see if it's the same guy, Corey, it's your pick. Who do you got at your eight? Oh, uh, yeah. So my eight, I think, will be different than yours. I don't know, actually. Maybe you, you, you're saying the right words, but this is where I actually have uh, Mr. Jonathan Mingo. Boom! Right there. Jonathan Mingo. Nail it. You got it. That's who I have. Jonathan yeah, Mingo. Uh, uh, I mean, taken right uh, after the, the Panthers select uh, Young, and uh, I think they're going to pair him up, and they have a chance to get some real chemistry going and I, I like his measurables too. I think he's got a good size, good speed taken pretty highly in the draft. So yeah, I'm, I'm totally willing to take a flyer on him here. Okay. I like the situation of him being the wide receiver one. Adam Thielen's there. Uh, DJ Trust shark me. is there, but I, I bad honestly ankles. think pardon. I was just saying he has bad ankles, DJ shark. So pass pass. Yeah. They're there, but I, I don't see them being the wide receiver one i see that jonathan yeah. mingo is going to step in those are the aging veterans they brought in to fill out space mm-hmm. yep. teach mingo is an alpha dog mingo is an, is an alpha he is the second most athletic wide receiver in this class period okay. Okay. all right uh andrew who is your um, because they have an aging wide receiver core right now I took uh, Hyatt from the Giants. Oh, you went down. Yeah, third round, Jalen Hyatt. Yeah, and, I, and 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 because it's they're 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 an aging wide receiver core. He can learn from them, and and start to steal their jobs. There, what? No, uh, Wondell Robinson. What second year? It's his second year yeah. this year. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he's the only but other young him, man. But after him, who do they? Sterling Shepard, who's what forty. Who's a hundred? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. So you're, you're right. Like this is a guy who I think, um, yeah, is he's got a lot of ups long term. Yeah, yeah. Okay, interesting. Uh, that puts me. <clears throat> uh, that puts me back on. So let's have a look here. Who uh, who was next on my list? And these are all interesting selections. But um, man, I hate to do this. I'm kind of making this up as I go, if you guys can't tell. Because <laughs> past the first they couple guys, it's like I liked I liked those guys that they were locked in. And then and then it's just like I don't know where to slot these guys in. I don't know if I need to go tight end because I'm gonna I'm gonna say this right now. You guys might might 
think me wrong, but I think tight ends got a lot of love in this particular draft because there was one, one tight end taken in the first round and then one, two, three, four, five taken in the second round. Yeah. And arguably like three out of those five, everyone was expecting to go like in the first round. Like, I think it was a big surprise seeing mayor go in the second round. Uh, Yes. After uh, Sam Laporta. Yeah. Yep. Um, and Darnell Washington fell to the third round. Yeah, that was a big heartbreak for me. I was, was. a Darnell Washington guy pre-draft. I, I liked what was being said about that kid, and it didn't happen. So I'm almost sitting here wondering, like, do I take Dalton Kincaid? Or do I look at another wide receiver? Because none of none of the 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 running backs jump out at me, um, which is what I think I'm going to end up doing. I'm going to take Dalton Kincaid. Yeah, he I think is for my... me, like, it, it, this isn't tight end premium, right? That's not the poor man setting. No, 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 no. yeah. No. I think without tight end premium, man, uh, I'm I'm probably skipping on the tight ends. You're not wrong, but that's just what I think about the, re- the rest of the assets in this draft. I feel it. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. Um, I took uh, Josh Downs from the Colts. Uh, it's it's a team that's that's building. It's a team that's yeah. building. They got a, a good young quarterback. Um, they're gonna have a, a a good young wide receiver with him. Again, it could be a situation where they build some chemistry early, and the two of them grow together with the team. So I'm thinking. Lo- I, I'm thinking from a dynasty standpoint, a long term guy that could be have some value for many years to come. Interesting. Okay. Who's your nine? Corey? Um, I think this is, uh, yeah. So this is where I'm going to take Rushy Rice for, oh, okay. for pretty much all the reasons we've already discussed. You know, yep. Yep. tied to Patrick Mahomes, has a chance to carve out a spot there. They definitely yep. need uh, his skill set uh, or someone with his skill set on that team to uh, open things up. So I'll go ahead and slot him here pretty easily. Okay. Andrew, you're up. Uh, from my number 10. I, you know what, and typically this would be still the first round of our draft, and I wouldn't take him, but you know what, I was thinking, hey, if I don't have a quarterback, I'm taking Bryce Young. Take my QB now. Bryce I don't want, I don't want the, I don't want the rush on quarterbacks, you know, you know, um, Corey took one here a little bit earlier, and then maybe everybody panics and start taking quarterbacks. I Why don't want... Pardon? Yuck! By all means, I can't stand. Uh, I, 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 I know. In the first, like, really, right now, if this was our draft, we would be, uh, you know, fifty guys deep because we'd have another ten guys. So it would be the second, third round already. Right. So I would not have him as a number ten guy, but well, this is this is it. This is your ten rankings, right? You took Quentin Johnson. Yeah. B.J. Robinson, Jackson, uh, Jackson, yeah. Jigba, Zay Flowers, Zach Charbonnet. This would be my tenth round guy. Yes, that's that's crazy. Like Jameer Gibbs didn't make it in your top ten. No, he's, right, my, number, he's my number eleven. <laughs> okay. okay, I'm just putting that in there in case we ever look at this document again down the road. I'm going to yeah. say you had him slotted in at number eleven. Oops, yes. Boom, done. Okay, Corey, who's your ten? Uh, okay, so for number 10, I've got Kendra Miller. Um, he's, he's, running a, back. he's a totally decent running back from TCU. Um, had like 1,400 
rushing yards or something like that. Almost 20 touchdowns in a senior year. All good things. His receptions, eh, he's not much of a pass catcher. That's why I don't have him very highly ranked. But I think he goes to a great situation, specifically if Alvin Kamara misses any time to suspension. They have no one else. They have Jamal Williams. That's it. That's like their only running back on the roster of note right now. So I think Kendra Miller stands a shot to uh, go out there and, and carve in a, a decent amount of playing time. And he's got size. He's got speed. Um, you know, he's kind of like a uh, – what's a good comp for him? Like a Damian Harris. Like he, he's like that kind of guy. He's just like an all-arounder, can kind of do it all but not great, um, can, kind of a grinder kind of running back. But he's tough, uh, played on a great TCU offense that was pretty pro-ready. So, yeah, I'm going to – I'll take a shot on Kendra here. Okay, interesting. Um, need to put some more research into these running backs now. Yeah, there's not a lot of great ones, unfortunately. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna do I'm gonna pick a dirty pick here, and I'd be dirty is because it's a Packer. He's also from Michigan oh. State. Yes. And um, but he shares the same last name as me, so can't yeah. be all bad. I'm gonna pick Jade Reed, drafted by the Packers. He's a second-round draft selection, and they only have Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, and that's it. Yeah. Christian Watson? Yeah, Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs. That's it. Oh, Just I didn't hear. Two. Yeah. Yep, that's it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. So, uh, I'm like, Samo- okay. Samori Torre, I think, is another one. <laughs> okay, so uh, I stand with my original statement. Yeah. Uh, so Jaden Reed, I think, has an opportunity here to to climb the ranks and fit in wherever it is possible, given if Jordan Love steps up and does something. So yeah. for me, my my last pick is I'm I'm going off of draft capital and potential opportunity with a really murky QB situation. So I select Jaden Reed. Uh, my number 11 would be Jalen Hyatt. Um, for all the reasons that Andrew selected, I like the opportunity for Jalen Hyatt to to climb out of the depth chart and rise to the surface in that particular scenario. Yeah. Do you have a, do you have a number eleven you want to throw out there, just because? Oh, I mean, I I completely agree with you. I think it'd be Jaden Reed here. Um, really? Okay, yeah. Jaden Reed goes to he he's. He's got actually a pretty nice athletic profile, and he goes to a situation where he's going to be the clear wide receiver too, and I don't think it's <laughs> going to be very questionable. Um, he he destroys any sense of hope that you had for Romeo Dobbs or uh, Samori Torre or any of those guys. Um, he's got a very interesting best comparable player on player profiler that I think you can get pretty excited about. Uh, just in terms of athleticism and skill set, he is best comparable to Stefan Diggs. Oh wow, that's wow. pretty nice. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Praise. That is. We like Stefan Diggs. We sure do. Yep. Okay. Well, folks, those those are our top ten. I will post that up on on the Twitter that we we bashed earlier, and our Facebook page, and in the group chat, so everybody can actually see. Hey, look, this is what our current top ten is based upon the draft. Um, you'll actually to get greater details. You have to listen to the show. Um, so fun. Thank you very much for doing that with us, Corey. Um, Andrew, oh, yeah. I love your bold takes every year. You, you always shock us or me in particular, uh, with, with who you take and yeah, not having a good shot, shot right? at number one is just, woo. Love it. Hey, if Gibbs busts, we're going to be looking at Andrew like he's a fortune teller. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't, 
Jones, why would you put that out into the world? Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Yeah, don't you do that. Don't you do that, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> no, but thank oh, you guys man. for uh, having me on. It's always a, a pleasure to come join the poor men talk football. Now, a couple we're of not questions. Done. We're not done, man. We haven't even got to the interview portion of the show yet. And we're already an hour in. So we're going to wrap this up real quick. I'm not going to be- uh, belabor you with all of these questions, but I all do right. have some serious questions off the top of the head. Um, yeah. You have been pumping out some interesting graphics as of late. Is that you do those like start to finish. Are you modifying images to come out with some of these sweet images or you're like, what are you doing? Where are those coming from? Oh yeah. You talk about the logos. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm basically, I have a, uh, I have a AI image generating software that gives me stencils. Um, and then I just basically go in there and I color them in and make modifications. So the AI does wow. a lot of the work. Okay. Okay, yeah. that explains a lot. Cause I'm like, how are you pumping these out so fast? These are these are amazing. Uh, because I, you did you did gift me a Lions one, which I made it uh, my league logo in that in that particular league, and it is beautiful. It is absolutely yeah. fantastic. Well, and no, like, it's, even the, it's crazy. The background you, you, do, the background oh, you have going on tonight is is a pretty sweet one. That's pretty cool. Another yeah, yeah AI did that too. Um, He's he looks like a really pissed off Seahawk. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I like it. Yeah, man. The, so it's a software that you have to pay for, but in my opinion, it's been fully worth it just to like play around with. Uh, you have to do a lot of tweaking, so it actually like it takes me a while to find the the right image to use as a stencil to actually like start coloring things in. But it makes it a lot like I'm not a hand draw guy. I just I'm that's not part of my skill set. So the fact that it can give me like basically like color by numbers and let me go from there is kind of a dream scenario cool very cool okay um first question on the top of this interview we've asked everybody and, and i think it's probably one of the more prolific questions are in your opinion what gives you the best bang for your buck is it draft picks waiver wire pickups or trades Ooh, um I think it kind of depends on the league between trades and draft picks because if I'm in a type of league where there's a lot of good trade activity, um, I think I'm able to get some really good value there, get some good bang for buck. But draft picks, generally speaking, I, I have a pretty decent track record thus far with my, my selections for draft picks. Um, even going into like the fourth, fifth round, I'm picking up guys like Isaiah Pacheco. Um, so, you know, doing pretty well there. So I, I think probably draft picks in, in most cases. Okay, excellent, excellent. Very cool. Uh, Andrew, do you have a question here? You wanna you wanna toss at Corey before we let him go? Um, you know what? I, I, this one I I always love asking everybody. It's the last question on our our uh, our uh, questionnaire. Uh, your ultimate game. Any two teams of all time, which two teams are you matching up against each other in in the ultimate game? Oh wow. Um... Oh boy. You know, I <laughs> I would actually love to see the Legion of Boom Seahawks at their prime go up against current modern day Patrick Mahomes. Wow. I'd love to see it, man. Because wow. I think that was one of the best defensive units of modern football. Richard and, Richard Sherman mm-hmm. just sitting back there picking them off. Earl Thomas, okay. Cam Chancellor, yeah. like get these guys against the the best quarterback of our generation now that Tom Brady is, is good and gone. Yeah. Like let's see what the boys got. I think that would be electric. 
Yeah. The, the, the matchup that I had, and Mike, you and I talked about this when we came up with the questions. Yeah. My, mat, my matchup is the 85 Bears versus mm-hmm. uh, Mahomes' first uh, Super Bowl championship. Yeah. Yep. Because that defense, season? That, that defense for the Bears was so stout. Oh, yeah. Uh, they had some massive, nasty players. On that defense, um, but but I, I like your Legion of Boom as well. Like that, I mean, is, yeah. Same theory. We oof. basically just want to see Patrick Mahomes get flattened to a pancake, and right. And see, well, no, no, well, no. I'm a see, I'm a see if he guy. can sharpen the steel, right? That's what yeah. that's what you want to hear. See if he can yeah. sharpen the steel on the whetstone and, and still come out on top. Yeah, but I, and you know what? I, and for me, I kind of give the nod to the bear, the '85 Bears, Ooh. because they had a really good offense as well mm. um, with um, with Jim McMahon, Walter Payton, and then okay. even pa- uh, refrigeration, refriger- refrigerator Perry as a fullback. I mean, how are you stopping that 350-pound fullback? You know, Maybe that's... they line up Kelsey as a linebacker or something? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something like that, yep. Um, I, yeah, I, I like your matchup. That's a, that's a really good one. Wow. That would be a good matchup. I, I would take the, um, um, ooh. in that matchup, I probably take the of boom. I don't even remember what the offense was at that time period, right? It was Marshawn and, and who else? Uh, Marshawn, uh, uh, Doug Baldwin, uh, would that have been Lockett's first couple of years? Yeah. Rookie? Yeah. Lockett first couple of years. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I, I, you know what? I, I, then. I, I think I would still give it to the Chiefs, but it would be a really close game. Yeah, and you, you know how I gotta go, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's, uh, oh, wow. Okay. Well, Corey, we greatly appreciate uh, you being on the show, taking time to be here. Uh, uh, just for those at home that don't know, Corey actually runs his own um, RPG Fantasy Podcast Network. Uh, you do a podcast every week now. Is that correct? You release it on Fridays. Yep. Yep. Drops every hey. Friday. Um, anything special coming up this Friday? Uh, yeah, this is going to be our, it's, it's me and Eric breaking down the NFL draft. We actually do our uh, top 12 rookie rankings. Um, okay. Eric also has some pretty spicy takes uh, that Ooh. I'm sure Andrew will enjoy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was, a, it was a lot of fun. We just kind of went through um, all the, all the windfall, um, all the ups and downs from the NFL draft. So, it's a good two-hour podcast of that. Right on, man. Awesome. Uh, I'm looking forward to it because I got I to gotta do some service calls on Friday, and I finally got a second set of earbuds. I lost my first set. So and I'm actually going to be able to listen to stuff at work again. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I mean, we, yeah. we definitely appreciate the listens. Uh, it's always nice to have people listen and then tell me if it was good or not, too, because I can't listen to myself do it because uh, <laughs> well, I, no, I edit it. Past the edit, like I'm like I can't listen to this like a third time. Basically, I'm just not gonna do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I never listened to ours after. It's tough. I already man. heard it. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. It'd be different if there was a movie to go along with it. Like if I was like an actor who put together something and saw the movie, I might go and mm-hmm. watch that. But like listening to myself talking on, yeah, no. Yeah, when I Once edit, I, I actually dial it up to like two times speed, so you can't really make out like what we're saying entirely and it doesn't really sound like either of us so it kind of helps a little bit but still okay. weird chipmunks nice yeah yeah 
All right. Uh, okay, folks. Well, that's it for this week. Uh, join us again next week as we have Evan onto the show. He's the co-host, or I guess, sorry, co-manager of my team. And uh, I look forward to hearing his hot takes and some of the draft selections um, and maybe poking fun at uh, our rankings from this week, maybe a little bit. We'll see what happens. Well, we'll see. We'll see. All right, folks. Again, you can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. And at some point, one day, I'll actually finish this website I keep talking about. And you will all will get a chance to enjoy all of the goodies that I've put into it. Uh, it's actually looking really good uh, behind the scenes. I just really need to write some content to, to fill it out. And uh, as soon as I get free time, never, um, I will get that done. So uh, from one poor man to another, if it's not fun, it's not worth doing, folks. You have a great night. Have a great week, everybody. See ya.